Are you ready to be inspired, challenged, and strengthened in your faith walk? Are you ready to get breakthrough from those old cycles and thought patterns that you just can't seem to get freedom from? Then you've come to the right place. You are going to get freedom, you are going to get breakthrough, and you are going to get healing because that's the life that Jesus paid for. This podcast is not just talk. We're going to live it. My name is Jillian Ahonen, and I am so excited for what God's going to do for our time together today. Let's get our hearts ready for today's word. Hello, welcome. Jillian Ahonen here with another episode of Not Just Talk. I am going to do a little bit of a continuum from last episode, and we're just going to continue to talk about depression, but I'm going to come at it from a different perspective today. What we're going to talk about today is how to conquer depression in the middle of a season where it feels like life is conquering you. There are some practical things that we can do to partner with the Holy Spirit that will actually set us up to be more than conquerors through Christ no matter what we go through. Next episode, I'm going to talk more along the lines of how our mindset can increase our depression and how we can partner with uh, the Holy Spirit on the things that are going through our mind. But this week, I just want to talk about um, what you might be currently going through. Like you are literally in a season where life is smacking you in the face and you're struggling to function. I'm going to share with you a corner of my story um, that actually trained me and positioned me and helped me overcome a really, really overwhelming season. And I've used the same kind of idea and concept no matter what I've gone through. I know I share a lot about the season of my life when I was in the abusive marriage or when I was going through the divorce and being a single mom. And you might be thinking like, okay, is that the only thing she's ever gone through? Or why does she always talk about that? No, that is not the only thing I've ever gone through. And the reason I always talk about it is because it was during that season where God had, he just, he taught me so much. He showed me how important it is to partner with him practically while he works in the supernatural. You see, it's a his part, our part. And a lot of times we're begging God to show up and we're not making the adjustments that we need to make in order for him to show up in our lives. So I'm going to share with you today this season that I was in that helped me um, establish a powerful and meaningful posture to experience that supernatural joy and that supernatural peace that lifted depression off of me in a very overwhelming season. So I'm going to take you back. This is probably 2009, maybe 2010-ish. No, actually it was 2009. So I I just quick recap, if this is an old story for you, I apologize. Um, but I was just coming out of an abusive marriage and uh, I'm starting over, okay? And my ex-husband was court-ordered supervised visitation. And let me just tell you, those supervised visits were still a nightmare. I mean, it was just exhausting. It was an emotionally challenging time for not just me, but for my kids, because his behavior was insane. Most of the time he, it just, I'm not even going to go into detail. It was not good. I ended up coming home with kids that were just literally an emotional wreck and I'm already an emotional wreck. Okay. So I was not 
in the greatest place emotionally. I was very overwhelmed. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to be a mom and a dad now. And not because I was writing him off as a father, but because he was never acting like a father. He wasn't even behaving like a father while we were married. So why would I expect him to be a father after we got married? That was the whole reason why we got a divorce because of his actions and his behaviors as a husband and as a father. I couldn't trust him. I couldn't rest in that. And I didn't have a break with the kids. It was me 24 seven around the clock. Um, And he just had a few hours, uh, a couple of days a week, a supervised visitation. And that ended up being um, more of a nightmare than a break anyway. So, you know, just to kind of paint a picture also uh, financially, I mean, this was really overwhelming. He was not paying child support and uh, he, I don't even, he was working a part-time job maybe during that season, but I was a stay-at-home mom for almost 10 years. You know, I'm also trying to figure out what am I going to do? you know, financially, what am I going to do? So there, there is the concern of my financial situation. There's the concern of my emotional situation. And there's also the grief and the loss of the hope that I had that my marriage was going to be restored and instead it fell apart. So that's just a little snapshot of what was going on. What I want to share today is what I did in order to function through it. When these kinds of seasons can be overwhelming, it could be really hard to even get out of bed. And those are some things that I want to talk about today. Just very practical. Okay. I don't have a message planned. This is just really practical. Um, And it doesn't matter, your story may look totally different than my story, but you can glean some things and you can pull on some things. And I want to, I want to, I want to say the most vital thing is you can go through the motions of what I'm sharing with you today, but it's not going to have the same effect unless you have a deep rooted relationship with God and you're rooted in the word of God and you're spending time with him. Um, and you've positioned and prepared yourself for life storms. It's really important that we are already established because it is so hard to come out and even just get that breath of air when we feel like we're drowning in life. But when we build our lives on the rock and we establish a relationship with God and we build that trust with him, he becomes the person that we go to. And that's where I'm going today. So I had some practical rules for myself that I just made sure were put in place. I had structure and I had routine and it didn't matter how I felt. My feelings were not going to dictate the fact that I had to show up for my life. Can you relate? Can you relate that you're probably going through something painfully overwhelming, but you still got to show up for your life? Maybe you have a job. Maybe you have small kids. Maybe you have, um, you know, something that you're responsible for that you just can't put in your two weeks notice and just decide not to do it anymore. Maybe you are in a season where you could just stay in bed. Can I highly encourage you not to? Can I highly encourage you that you still have to find purpose throughout your day, that God still wants you to show up for your life, that he still has something that he has for you? Get up, get out of bed, get dressed, brush your teeth. Let me reverse that. Take a shower, (laughs) get dressed, brush your teeth, put on deodorant. 
there's something powerful in that practical step of just taking care of yourself. Staying in your pajamas all day is almost partnering with the feeling. It's almost painting on the outside what you're feeling on the inside, and it's going to be really hard to function through your life when you're basically laying down to the depression. And if you've listened to me and if you've known me for any amount of time, you know that when I say get up and keep going, I am not saying deny what you're going through, but we're going to put each emotion in its proper place so that you can still function through what you're going through, okay? So get up, have structure, have routine, create a schedule for yourself, whatever that looks like. For me, I had four kids under 10, so I had to have a crazy structure and a crazy schedule that I had to stick to. I was kind of forced to it, and um, and I think that's maybe where there was a little bit of a benefit on my end, but I also know people who who have children who are really struggling to function and 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 the kids are, you know, they're kind of caught in the mix of it. So number one, develop a mindset that says, even though I'm going through this, I'm going to show up for my life today. Okay. So I showed up for my life and I showed up for my kids. I found reason to keep going. And my reason outside of my children was God. And I shared this in a little TikTok video of a question that I was asked by my counselor during the season uh, was how can you glorify God? How can you glorify God through this? So I was I wasn't just showing up for my children. I was also showing up to shine Him because the truth is is we're we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, and in Him and through Him we can over we can overcome anything that we face. So show up, show up for your life. So there we go. Number one, create structure for yourself. Decide to show up for your life. Decide to show up for whoever's in your life. Take a shower, get dressed. If you're a girl and you hate makeup, that's fine. But if you like makeup like me, put on your makeup, fix your hair, do something that says I'm ready for my day, even when my heart is broken and I'm overwhelmed by what I'm walking through. For me, working out and eating healthy is really important, really important. There is something that, that transpires when we are not going to food for our comfort, which I've been there, okay? I have been there in my life. I know what it looks like and what it feels like to seek comfort and get it from food. And I fought really hard during this season not to fall back into those old patterns and those old behaviors. And I'm going to get to what it looks like by going to God for our comfort. Um, But taking care of myself was another way that I continued to stay in a forward motion and I continued to function in an overwhelming situation by saying, you know what, I there is value in nutrition. I'm going to nourish my body so that I can feel from the inside out the best that I possibly can. For me, and I don't know about you, but I'm just talking me here, okay? This is real straight talk. This is real practical. But for me, when I gave in to um, turning to food, uh, to, to cope through a feeling, it actually ended up deepening my depression. Have you been there? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's almost like you take the emphasis off of your situation and then you start going down that mind trail 
of just overindulging in the way it makes you feel. Because let's just be honest, heavy, greasy foods and lots of sugar, it makes us feel lethargic. It almost solidifies that depressive feeling because now we don't have the energy to survive our life. So it was really important for me to make sure that I was fueling my body properly and I was taking care of myself the best I could. And I'm not legalistic, okay? <laughs> I bake cookies, I eat ice cream, I enjoy in and out so I am not one of those people where I'm just like, I don't do it perfectly, okay? I just I just chose that, you know, I was not going to seek out comfort through food and I was going to make sure that I was nourishing my body properly because I needed the energy. I needed to be able to feel good because let's be honest, uh, lots of greens, lots of vegetables, lots of protein and whatever your diet actually looks like. It makes us feel better, okay? Greasy foods and sugar does not make us feel good. So that right there was an automatic game changer to make sure that I continued to fuel myself properly so that I could have the energy to take care of my life and this new season that I was stepping into. Exercise is huge. It releases those endorphins that actually is a natural mood booster. If you want to get into a better mood and beat depression and get out of that funk, get out and go for a walk. If you can, if you're restricted physically somewhere, there are other things that you can do. I know there are. We have so many different um, techniques and ways through physical therapy. I mean, you can even probably look it up on YouTube. If you're restricted to a wheelchair, if you've got something physical going on and maybe that's your storm, there's something that you can do to bring some sort of exercise either to your mind or to your physical well-being. You can wheel out and go sit in the sun. You can just enjoy creation and what's going on around you and breathe in that fresh air. Gosh, I really hope that's not interfering with the sound because that is really loud out there. Get out, experience the fresh air, um, move your body, release those endorphins. What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to counteract depression in the practical ways that you can. And again, it's going to take that mindset of showing up for your life and just positioning yourself to do some things that is going to naturally increase your mood and bring the just a, you know our our natural body function um, that helps us feel better when life is falling apart. So just to do a little quick recap, show up for your day, create structure, don't lay down to depression, get up, take a shower, get dressed, prioritize, uh, eat healthy, exercise to the best of your ability, get out, get some fresh air, enjoy the creation and what God has done. Find that joy, find the little ways that you can just take in your environment so that you're not fixating on everything that's falling apart or everything that's wrong in your life, but you can find those little pockets of joy and praise God and give him glory and be like, oh God, thank you for that sunset or wow, look at that cloud. You know, he looks like a clown. I don't know. Do you ever look for pictures and clowns? I do. And I point them out to my kids. But, you know, so there's there's those kinds of practical things that you can do um, in your everyday life that's going to help defeat depression. And lastly, and most importantly, this is what I want to share. Emotions are going to bubble up. 
they're going to bubble up randomly. They're going to hit you out of nowhere. And, and maybe if you're like me, you've got so much going on, you can't even visit that emotion. I'm highly encouraging you not to shove, that, shove down that emotion and fake it through your day, but acknowledge that you've got to feel something. Acknowledge that you've maybe got some anger bubbling up or some sadness bubbling up. And you may not be able to feel it, okay? So we don't want to get messy with our emotions. We don't just want to be like, oh, we're going to live by our emotion and we're just going to like, you know, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling angry. And all of a sudden, everybody around us has to feel the same thing we're feeling inside. Like, we got to put a guard on that. We got to, you know, take care of our jobs or our children or our marriages, right? Um, It's just not fair to just smack people in the face with our emotions, but it's also not fair to shove it down and ignore it altogether. So here's the most powerful thing that I learned in this season that I believe is going to really benefit you. So what I did was I told myself, like, let's say I'm feeling the bubble up of anger, or I'm feeling the bubble up of sadness, or something triggers me in that moment because, you know, I'm going through life and I get, you know, maybe I'm getting cussed out. I get a message on the machine. This is when I still had a phone, you know, that plugs into walls at your house. And there was a an answering machine that recorded messages. I know, totally crazy, right? But that was that season. Um, And maybe I had listened to a message where I was getting cussed out and, you know, I'm just feeling the weight and I'm feeling the burden and I'm feeling the pressure. Or maybe I'm looking for a job and that door closed, you know, whatever it may be that came in and triggered an emotion. I'd be like, okay, I can't release this emotion right now but I can later. And I would tell myself, you can visit that sadness. You can visit that anger later. But right now you've got to face your real life. Right now you've got to be mommy to these four kids. Right now you've got to go into this job interview. Right now fill in the blank of what you have to take care of. But you get to tell yourself right in that moment, I'm going to visit this later. I'm going to give myself the space and allow myself to feel later, just not right now. And what I did at the end of the day is, you know, I, like, like I said, you have the structure, right? And so there was structure, there was dinner time, there was bath time, there was bedtime. And then I was able to get all of my kids asleep and in bed. And that's when I would slip away and I'd go into my car And in this season, I was blessed enough to actually live with my ex-mother-in-law. So she was home. My kids were safe. I did not leave them home alone. Um, And this is just what I did. I actually just pulled around the corner to an empty parking lot at a park. And whatever feeling that was that I had to kind of just set aside for later, I allowed to come bubbling up. And I gave myself that space here's the difference. I wasn't just feeling this alone. I was with my heavenly father by faith. I was inviting him into that moment by faith. I was sharing with him the rawness of what I was feeling. There were times where I would scream at the top of my lungs and I had so much anger because I was like, this just feels so unjust. Why did he leave me? Why didn't he get help? Why did he do this to the kids? Why did I get left with everything? Where, why isn't he going to show up? Why is it all falling on me, God? And I'm angry and I'm hitting my steering wheel and I'm yelling at the top of my lungs 
and I'm releasing everything. You see, the thing is, is God already knows what's going on in your head. God already knows what's going on in your heart. God already knows everything you're experiencing. The problem is, is we're not being honest and real. We're not going to those vulnerable places and and inviting God and letting him meet us in that raw and real and overwhelming moment. And I, by faith, believed that my God was big enough to handle my real feelings. And I let them out. I was raw. I was vulnerable. I was honest. And then I would just break down and I would just weep. I would scream and yell until my throat hurt. Then I found myself weeping. And it was during those moments of going boldly and confidently into the throne room of grace to receive his mercy and his help and his presence in my time of need that he showed up. I had a safe space and no judgment zone where I could go to my heavenly father. I didn't shove down my emotions and pretend like my life was easy and paint on that plastic Christian smile and fake my way through life. I managed my life. I showed up for my life. But then I also created space to go and be real for God and he met me. And he wants to meet you. He wants you to show up for your life, yes. He wants you to believe for the lift of your depression. But he also wants you to go to him with that real raw emotion so that he can meet you in that place of brokenness and heal you and restore you. It was during that season that I learned that I could really function through some pretty crazy stuff. And it set me up. It set me up for the more overwhelming situations and the more overwhelming scenarios that I was smacked with, that I was blindsided with. It's powerful when we can go through our life and we can create structure and routine and still show up for our life and still do the things that we need to do. Because the reality is, is we all got stuff to take care of, right? I'm not the only one. You've got a life to take care of. You've got responsibilities. And God doesn't want you to avoid the responsibility because the feeling of heavy, the feeling of depression is just too heavy. You're gonna have to choose to get up and show up for your life but also create that space and carve out that time to go and be real and allow what you're actually experiencing, what you're feeling and what you're going through to be brought to your heavenly father who wants to meet you, who wants to heal you, who wants to restore you, who wants to speak into your storm and give you hope and promise and meet you right where you're at. Thank you for joining me today. I believe in the Holy Spirit met you powerfully through this week's episode of Not Just Talk. Now for the real part. Let's take this conversation beyond talk and live it in our daily lives. Amen? Don't forget to come back for another episode of Not Just Talk.